This is Film Center, your number one show for real entertainment industry news. No fluff, all facts. Now, here are your anchors, Derek Johnson II and Nicholas Killian. Hey everyone, welcome to Film Center. My name's Derek Johnson II. I'm Nicholas Killian. And today we're recording from the incredible Comic-Con, the LA Comic-Con. Yes. That happens here Every year in Los Angeles, me and Nicholas are very big fans. There's always a really bunch of huge stars that come here, a bunch of celebrities. And today we have our absolute favorite artist, <laughs> Ozzy the Virus, man. Ozzy, how you, how doing, you doing today, man? I'm blessed. I'm good. I can't complain. I'm just yeah. here. That's awesome. Ozzy is, we met him for the first time last year. Right. Yes. And I've got, I've already got like four of your posters, man. Like already four. It's like, a nice collection to start. Ozzy I got a nice a, collection started. Yeah. <laughs> Ozzy has a really great art style that pulls in a lot of people. And Ozzy, you want to tell us a little bit, the audience, a little bit about your background? Yeah. You're actually not from Los Angeles, correct? No, no. I'm actually from New York, born and raised. I part, live out in Orlando, Queens. Oh, okay. Oh, so shout, oh, out Queens. Nice. shout out to Queens. Yeah, I'm a Queens baby. Grew up in Long Island, spent a lot of my time there, though. And uh, yeah, no, art is just something that's just played like a huge part of what I do and everything that's about me. And I just take the the influence of graffiti, pop culture, high fashion, all the stuff I've been exposed to being young and just go into what I love, which is anime. And that's really it. Some of these posters are more than, I would say, just anime pictures. These are works of art, man. Uh, Especially because there's a huge range here. You also have some things done from the Looney Tunes. Yeah. Uh, There's also some work here from uh, the Boondocks. Yep. What some people do are still argue as an anime, and I can see fair. Technically a cartoon, but we blessed it in. You know what I mean? We consider it like an anime in a sense. It seems like people try and copy your style here, and they just can't do it, man. Since, yeah, something that me and Nicholas have (laughs) noticed is some people, even the way you set up your art to present to other people has been copied this year as of compared to last year. Do you feel that sentiment? Yeah, no, I've been doing this for about 12 years online and five years in the con space. And when you're doing something that's working, everybody wanna copy the formula as best as they can without actually knowing the formula, so they gotta eyeball it. So were you always interested in like art ever since you were like young? Yeah, nice to meet you, man. Yeah, no, I've always been into art. I tapped into other things like music and doing videos and then all other types of production at some point. But I always came back to art because that was always like the first love. and. Honestly, the thing that brought me like the furthest in my career. So, how did you end up choosing um, drawing? Like, how did that talk about the inspiration that you, you had? You have for that? other things you were inspired. No, nah, I mean, drawing was always like the first. So, I was always young uh, drawing. I used to be like in high school and grade school selling like artworks out of like my binder. Right. I used to have like my dad photocopy my prints at his job, bring it into school and laminated papers and sell for $2. So, I've been hustling for a long time. Were you one of the, I remember back in the day, when Dragon Ball Z was real popular, you used to sell, you had guys in the school that sell their Dragon Ball Z pictures for 25 a dollar. Yeah. Was that you? That was me. That, that was, was me. you? I have that story and I got receipts. You check my Instagram, I got the old pictures from 2006 and five and seven. You know what I mean? Of all the stuff I used to do. And then, so then what brought you, so just for our audience listening, as Film Center, we are recording, we always record live. We're the only show on KHTS, 98.1 FM, shout out to them, obviously. Nice. Shout out. We take the show on the road. And as someone who came from New York, you're now currently in Florida. Was there a reason for that? Uh, at first, I had a, a job opportunity with Universal Studios. Unfortunately, fortunately, it didn't work out the way I planned. I was given certain, ins- I was given certain uh, incentives that I felt would be 
like very pivotal for my career at the time, but they did not turn out to work out that way. So without moving back to New York, I said, I'm going to just stay down here and just figure it out. And I just went hard on Instagram. I went hard on social media at the time when it was in its prime. And next thing I know, I got a fan base and a lot of people who just love the artwork. And now they're just, you know, the ones that's just, you know, bringing everything to life. Now, this was not obviously something that was created overnight. It's a lot of uh, work, sweat, and tears in there. Do you think as an artist uh, and someone who started really indie and now you're a lot bigger, what do you think was the moment for you where you're like, okay, you know what? I'm going all the way. I'm not pushing to try to do something else. I'm not pushing to hold back at all. I'm now going full throttle with this type of art. Because there's a lot of artists out there. Yeah. And we do have some... Now, a lot of our listeners are already in the industry themselves. But there's something that we love to hear. is like their own... Where, okay, this one decided to go forward. That moment for me, I, I guess to wrap the question, when I decided to go hard pretty much, uh, right. I, I'd, say, I'd say when I moved to Florida. Because I was always on my grind when I was in New York as like an artist and doing stuff in music and videos and production for people but when I moved to Florida and I did not I no longer had that opportunity with a Universal that's like the moment where it was like all right I, I have to figure it out and get it together am I gonna go back and start at step one or am I gonna continue the path that I've chosen make the best of it and I had to ultimately make that decision to make the best of it and just go hard my career at that point and that was in 2016 so from 16 and out I'm just still running off of that that's awesome. One question I would have for you, because, dude, your drawings are incredible. How did you know that you were just a cut above the rest? There had to, what, was there a pivotal point where you were just like, oh, I'm that dude? I never knew in the beginning, I'll be honest. I always knew that I can draw and I could create something creative. But I always knew there's somebody better than you or somebody that's going to be better than me. When I really started knowing or realizing I got something special was when I realized that thinking outside the box and being able to draw people in with simple concepts of just the way how it's, it's put together. It's not about the way it's drawn. Mm -hmm. There's still people out there who draw way better than me. But the way how you do it, the way you put it together is what makes you different. It's not the art. It's, 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 it's the way you do it. It's a combination of all of yes. the, the You the put the you soul in your art. Exactly. The way you do it, the way you market. I'm not the best artist, but I'm going to market myself as the best artist. You know what I mean? And that, that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. Now, you know a lot of mean? your drawings pull from multiple franchises. You, you spoke a little bit about anime. You do draw a whole bunch of other uh, really things from TV and movies and stuff like that. And artists who are on, I would say, are on your level have a whole bunch of inspirations. What would you say are some of your inspirations? Some of my art inspirations? Yes. As cocky as it sounds, myself, man. I ain't looking at nobody else. And I mean oh, that really? in most respectful yeah humble way. I don't need to look at nobody else's style or what everybody else is doing. Mm. I literally just focus in like my own bubble and figure out what's best for me, what's going to elevate something I already started. Mm. I don't need to draw inspiration from anybody because I already started something that's unique to me. Right. It's just how do I keep evolving it is where I go on. So. I think that I think it really helped keep your art very unique because yeah. it, it obviously it stands out. Currently, we are sitting in aisle 800 of the LA Comic Con. Yeah. And his art stand always brings a, a, a very large crowd, and everyone's already really pulled into it. When you decide, when you're making a piece, because uh, like I said, some of these pieces have multiple different franchises on there, what is your usual connect tissue where I'm going to put these two characters together? Uh, it sounds like you're talking about the LSD collection, right? What I do, like, on the mix and mashups. Yeah, like I, I'm yeah. that one that right now is Dragon Ball Z, Bleach, and Sonic. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. LSD collection. It. Yeah, I got yeah. two different collections. So I got the Virus Graphics collection where it's just the character by itself. I pay homage to characters that we truly enjoy and love on their own 
in their respective shows. And then I got the LSD collection where it's just the mashup collection where I just let the thoughts just flow free and just whatever I just feel like doing just happens. It just comes to mind. You don't have a specific process of which characters go in this particular project? So to give y'all some like gems on it, I really don't know what the piece is going to look like when it's done. I just draw or illustrate what I would love to see in this piece on separate layers, right? So once I get all the layers of what I want to see in the piece, I then bring it to a different program and put it all together. So when I piece it together, it's like solving a Rubik's Cube blind because I don't know what it's going to look like when it's done, but when I feel like it's finished, I know it's finished. And I came up with that concept and that, 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 that method because I used to make mixtape covers for rappers and artists before oh. I really went hard to art. So with that concept, you'd have to take the artist and Photoshop the background or whatever you want around them or with them. And you're taking different assets and putting together a picture. So I take that same concept from my mixtape cover days and I just do it with my own art. Mm. And that's it. That's literally the, the real secret to how I put it together. So how long does it take you to, I would say, because obviously the, the mashup sounds like it's a little bit more complicated process than the, yeah, these, yeah. the singles Extremely. are. What these singles, how long would you say once you know who it's going to be from start to finish, how long does that usually take? Three to four weeks. You know, four weeks? Three to four weeks, three to four you know, weeks. in and out a little bit each each day. Okay, you know I mean? okay, so when you're in like the zone, because we we've, we've spoken to a lot of different people and they usually have this sense like, okay, I'm on my grind right now, I don't feel like doing anything else. A lot of times editors describe it as a moment in which they don't even need to eat or sleep. All they need to do is just be in the zone and, and be in this piece. Does that happen to you for more in the beginning when you're figuring out or more towards the end where you're like, oh, I, I see it? The entire time. Start the to entire time. Start to finish. One question that I would have for you is when do you know the artwork is done? Because I know from a lot of artists, speaking to a lot of them, you can sometimes ruin the piece if you do too much. How do you know when it's perfect? You got to have that sense, man. You got to have that sense of being able to talk to yourself and know when am I doing too much and when do I do just enough and oddly enough with all the LSD pieces it's I just keep playing with it till I feel like it, it's it and the best way to know if you're overdoing it is obviously save a copy of your files because now if you did do too much you can go back to your original version or the original revised version before you save it fully so that's one trick you can always compare something that you thought would work on top of what you already did so that's one way but for me, I'll be honest, I've just been blessed to just have that sense. I, I just know when it's finished. I'll make it, give it some fresh eyes, and probably look at it like another day or two and see if anything doesn't hit me, then that's it. I, it's just a feeling. There's a lot of people, there's this issue in Hollywood right now because not only do we do this radio show, I work as a writer, director, Nicholas is an actor and executive producer. Nice. There's this issue in Hollywood currently, and it's part of the reason why I wanted to talk to you, about things looking, quote-unquote, Disney standard. Things looking the same. Especially where, and right now, animation is coming to this point to where in a lot of studios are making everything the same. It's part of the reason why the Spider-Man animated Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. were so revolutionary yes. for this modern time because you were like it looks so different compared to everything else. Now you're doing a lot of 2D art here that is also quite unique. What is your? Why do you think that there is a lot of studio art out there that just looks the same? Do you think it's the artist's fault? Do you think it's like the studios are probably making them do that? And what's your opinion on that stuff? It's what we said earlier, man. When something's working, we're in an era now where people just want to latch on to like what's working. It's very uh, rare to see people just jump out the frame and just do something that's different. And, you know, that takes a lot of, 
I was going to say determination. It takes a lot of balls to just go out there and just take risk. Yeah, it's very risky to just say, All right, I don't know if this is working. I don't know if the market's going to like this. I don't know if it's going to make money. I don't know if people are going to attach this, but I'm going to try it anyway. I think a lot of people are just afraid to do that. And I was afraid to do that at first with my art because it wasn't how everybody else's look. But ultimately, and luckily enough for me... That's what made you stand out. Exactly. But that might not work for everybody. So that, that same tactic does not apply for everything. Mm -hmm. So I think right now we're just in a space where everybody just wants to play it safe and work, work with what's working. So that's why we get a lot of the same. And that's why I can appreciate the Spider-Verse movies because that's different. It didn't look like, like something that I'd expect to, to see. Yeah, it felt so different. That's why I like it. So you got to just know you got that if factor for whatever it is that you're working on. And Hollywood just has to realize the reason why we've won in the past is because we've done stuff that was not on the safe route. But it also, it's a business thing too. It comes with money involved too. People's jobs and stuff on the line. So I get it. It's a risk. One of the things that I would ask you is you seem to focus exclusively on like anime and cartoons. Was there a specific reason for that? Is there a reason why you don't do pop culture, maybe commissions, maybe something like that? Was there a specific reason it's, why you decided to focus on that? I actually know, came up doing commissions. Oh, okay. Because just big, just big, backing off of that, he, he's right. A lot of it, like, you, it's mostly anime focused, but then. It's really in the mashups we see other stuff. So you say you came up doing commissions? I came up doing commissions. I used to do mixtape covers for certain rappers and stuff and certain artists, a couple well-known artists like Birdman, Gucci Man and stuff. So I have a whole nother career before this career. But I just, you know, I, I took a break from that. This is obviously a more steadier fan base, a more loyal fan base in the anime gaming community. So I stick with this more. And I focus on anime because obviously that's a lot of what I watched growing up. I was into a lot of things, but anime was more of where I was really at because of the art style. I like the cell shading style from like the 90s. And Is there any anime yeah. you can list specifically that you were like, oh, like I, I'm really loving this? Dragon Ball Z and Yu Hakusho. Especially when they did their movies back in the day. The artwork was just amazing. Even like movies like Akira, the way how they were colored, the way how they were drawn. I'm inspired by stuff like that, and that's like where like my style starts from. But I just add like that digital pop culture feel to it. Like an anime Basquiat or something I'm going for. So what was your first posters it was dragon ball z are you talking about for these collections yes. yeah the first one was actually here. my master roshi piece that was the piece that was that, your very first one yep, that's the oldest one of the collection as of the time of this recording that piece is about eight years old now and that one is still selling it just came out yesterday did you would you do you have a, a favorite piece do you, like do you ever do you have a piece you that you like everyone else buys question. a different one <laughs> yeah that's why we're asking it though because we have <laughs> no, no, I, I love and hate it i, I love it because i know people always want to know but I hate it because I love everything I've done, so it's hard to pick. It's like picking a okay, favorite so kid. I, so, I'm, yeah. so I'm going to help you out then. I'm going to help you out. Out of the fresh ones you've made this year, which one do you think it shows the best of your abilities? All of them, because I put I put the best ability at, in each of them at that time. Mm. That's why it's so hard to answer that question. Mm. When I made that master version, that was the best at my time. That's why it's still standing the test of time in my catalog. Right. You could probably look at it and I'll tell you it was old, and you'll say, oh, okay, I can see the difference in Ozzy's work in the last eight years. But it's still so good. It don't feel like, okay, yeah, I just be yesing it at that time, so it don't sell as much. It's still, people still pick it up. Yo, this is fire. Mine just eight years old. Yeah. How do you continue to challenge yourself and get better? Because you're already yeah, like do, amazing. do you train in some sort of way or? Yeah, man, I just be locked in the hyperbolic time shape in my crib, bro. Like that's it, just working. Yeah. But no, on a serious note, no, it's what I said. I, I don't pay attention to much other artists in the most respectful way. I watch their moves, I watch what they're grinding, where they're going, what they're doing, mm. but like their art, I really don't like to watch anybody else's art style because I keep it all within my own mind, my own 
sanctuary or whatever. You don't want to be influenced. Exactly. What you're doing is already exactly. the best. I'm influenced off of the basics, the stuff I grew up into, the stuff I like, the stuff I've been exposed to, and the type of style, maybe. But I've evolved it based off of that, and I keep it all in the same mindset to evolve what I already started with. So this way, there's no... Because you walk around here, and they have similar paintings, right? They have similar projects, but what, it doesn't have that it factor that yours has. And what strikes me as very interesting is, like, some of them, it wasn't even like this last year. We did not see as many, I don't even want to call them copycats because that seems a little far, but <laughs> your art style has obviously influenced the L.A. Comic Con, at least, and especially even the way you present your art to others. But I want to go back just a little bit because you mentioned graffiti earlier, right? Was that, like where you first started like where you first started like looking at stuff and that piqued your interest at first you know? yeah graffiti was always interesting obviously growing up you, in New you're York from New York yeah, it's like you see it everywhere it's a part of New York were you ever into tagging no I never got into it by the time I got into really into art I already had digital on a tablet so I never got into that but I love to try I don't, on the canvas obviously something legal in that sense but I try to get the influence of how it feels in the art a little bit so like the paint drips, the paint splatters, you know, the random color stripes, strokes and lines just throughout the piece. I take those little parts along with all my other influences, pop culture, jewelry, fashion, mm-hmm. sketchiness of the art and the line work, put all that together. And that's literally like the main ingredients to an Aussie piece. But the way I do it is its own measurement. And that's where the copycats are. The people that are highly inspired, you know, are, are not getting because they don't know the right measurements of those things. They just know what I'm using. Right. And as an artist, they say uh, they often say an artist doesn't translate to a different medium. Instead, an artist uh, dominates in a different medium. Yeah. So you just say you would be tagging and stuff like that. Obviously, you know, tagging, it looks it's going to look different than something you would do digitally. Right? So if you were to go into tagging, do you think there's anything that you would bring from your specific digital style over? I try to bring as much as I can over. And then figure out what else I could do new that I haven't been able to do on digital. That's mm. it. It literally, I literally try to bring what I know over, but just try to add something a little different in terms of flavor to it. Okay. You know what I mean? It seems like I would have a question for you about the fact that you never want to get bored, right? So how do you keep yourself interested in doing it? Is it by constantly challenging yourself? What are you doing? Is it discipline or is it motivation? It's a little bit of all that. Coming to shows and seeing people like enjoy like the artwork. Like I said the other day when y'all came, showed me that story. Stuff like that is what is what keeps me going. Seeing how much people enjoy the artwork keeps me going. Like I've even heard some sad motivational stories where there was the guy who gave his art, who brought one of my arts for his sister, rest in peace, before she passed away, and that that, that made her day. Stuff like that is hard to hear, but it's motivational because I never know what the art's doing for people. I'm just in the house just creating it, or I'm traveling making it. So to hear what it's doing for people is honestly one of the biggest motivators. You know what I mean? My dad you never actually know. has your... Uh, so for those listening, um, I showed my dad last year when we first met Ozzy, I showed my dad a bunch of pictures that uh, he drew just like on my on my phone, we FaceTiming. Mm-hmm. And one that my dad was like, get me that. It was the Boondocks one. Yeah. With the black, it's a mix between the Black Panther uh, movie yeah. and the Boondocks with Huey and Riley. Mm-hmm. And he has that hanging up in his office, and he gets compliments on it all the nice. time. Yeah. One thing that I would like to go back to is you say you get in a hyperbolic chamber whenever drawing your projects, right? And then when to know when to stop. Do you consult anybody? Like, whenever you're done, do you say, hey, what do you guys think, or is it just all you? Or do you, you just like, okay, I know this is going out. I know this is done. Because, like you said, it's yeah. a risk. 
there's a lot of artists out there, both professionally. Now, we our audience is mostly professional, mm-hmm. but a lot of people out there, professionally and amateur, who are like, they do a lot of second guessing. Not only that, as part of the professional space, like we work in movies, right, and, and radio. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of people giving us notes consistently and things like that. You, you're more like the captain of the ship. So is there, a, yeah, is there someone that you you, re, you rely on for your um, taste or something? I might ask like a couple friends and personal people like in my circle, hey, what do you think? But it's really towards the end when I'm already excited. I just want to see what somebody will say. Maybe another fresh pair of eyes will see something that I'm not seeing or give a suggestion I wasn't aware of. But it's very rare. It's very rare. I'd say probably 10% of the time I'm probably asking somebody a little something. But 90% is usually not. I stand on what I finished. I know it's going to be good. That's awesome. One of the things that I would say is you've previously said that you don't know what you're going to draw once you start drawing, right? When it comes to the LSD collection, I don't know how the piece is going to look when it's done. I just have a a crazy quick idea, like a rundown of what I want to see in it, and then hopefully it makes it to the final. Because what I was going to ask you is how do you know the next thing you're going to draw? So in the beginning, it was just whatever I felt like. And now that it's more of a business and like a whole operation now, it's more of whatever the fans suggest mixed with what I want to do. So sometimes I'm doing something because I want to do this. Sometimes I'm doing this because I just felt like doing this. And sometimes I'm doing this because I know everybody wants this. So I just... How do you know every... Is it Instagram DMs? Instagram, DMs, is it, what, messages, emails? What's the process? All of that. Everybody just... Hey, people coming up to me in shows yeah. telling me I, I just keep a mental note of what people want to see and I just... Read when my comments, read my When DMs. one hear, specific I, character is overwhelming, you're like, I guess I got to create this yeah, piece? Yeah, pretty much. I hear yeah. a lot of times that people will, specifically uh, artists, will a lot of times draw or write or something that they don't see represented a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself falling into that category sometimes or are you more like to market? It's a little bit of both. Sometimes I just draw characters that people aren't really looking for, but by the time I draw it, I might change your mind but yo, I wasn't looking for this, but I'm going to take it. What is, it. what is the most recent show that you've drawn for it? Because there are some characters here where you've done that show or that movie mm-hmm. previously. You've done art for that previously. What's the freshest show or movie that you've decided to do art for? The latest piece I got as of this recording is Kimpachi from Bleach. Mm-hmm. So nice. that one is pretty sick. You know how to show Kimpachi Zaraki. Yep. I had to show him some love. So that came out pretty fire. Outside of that, yeah, no, I just listen to the people, man. I read all my DMs. I read all my messages text messages, emails, when people tell me our shows, and I really just piece together what people want to see, and that's it. So when you are, so this is obviously a big operation if you're going from Florida. We're in, we're in Los Angeles. We're recording here at LA Comic Con Live. Those of you who are listening, LA Comic Con, you will probably, they'll be probably listening to after the Comic Con's over. <laughs> but for those listening, is it really hard to get all, because you have all your merchandise and stuff here. Is it really hard to take all that from Florida? That you have someone, is it stationed out here? You know what I'm saying? And plus, since you did all this from the ground up, was it a trial and error learning what works? Or did you have someone say, oh, hey, this is how you do this? Yeah, a lot of trial and error. I work certain deals out with certain companies where they're pretty much backing what I got going on. So you got trial and error within that. You got trial and error within what you're learning on the way. You got trial and error within learning like profits and losses, taxes, a lot of trial and losses, man. I, I, I took a lot of different L's in so many different ways that you probably would never know. but. I just keep those to myself. I only tell people if they're interested in knowing those backstories, and I just keep it pushing. So it's a lot. It's not easy. Is there ever going to be a point that you would move to Los Angeles from Orlando? Would you have to get to a certain (laughs) level, or you just like Orlando that much? I like Orlando, man. I like Orlando. I'm I'm comfortable where I'm at. 
I'll come to LA for business from time to time. But where I'm at right now, where I'm placed, I'm I'm enjoying it. I got a studio out there. I got a nice fan base out there. Everything is where it needs to be. Do I you see yourself working in, in in movies anytime soon, or collaborating at least? I mean, look, if the opportunity presents itself and it, it makes sense, I'm willing to do whatever to push my career forward. So, do you have any animation that you that you're doing, or are you just strictly 2D for right now? Uh, I'm working on my own manga right now. Oh, okay. So I'm working on that project. I'm 90 pages in out of 175. So. It's one hell of a journey, but when it comes out, it's going to be different. I promise you that much. Okay. Is there any uh, details you can give, or it's all hush right now? Uh, it's called Addiction48. You can follow the Instagram page. It already has 4,000 followers. People that's just waiting for it. Mm. Hopefully, I don't keep them waiting too much longer, and I got something sooner than later. But outside of that, yeah, I'm going to transition to my own IP. What made you decide to go that route? I've always wanted to do it. It's been years. It's been in the back of my mind for the last 10 years now. I just haven't put the, 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 like, the foot on the gas for it, and I think now it's finally time to start doing that. Is there ever an offer anybody could make for you to move to Los Angeles? An offer? Nah, I'm good, man. Yeah, that's just like, a lot of people here, because there's, there's, there's a lot of offers that, that come through here. Is there, because I'm sure you get a lot of commissions that come through, and a lot of people want you to work with them and stuff like that. How do you, like, because I'm sure there's sometimes, ah, I'm not feeling this, oh, I'm not going to do this. Is there anything that you hear that you're like, oh, wow. Like, how do you ever hear anything, oh, wow, I'm really excited to do this? What, what gets an artist like you like excited to work in a new... like whatever I want to do? What, both, but like really, what gets an artist like you excited to move forward on the project? The excitement just got to be there, man. Once the passion is there, then it's, it's endless. It's up from there. So. Do you do personal commissions? If, if I said, hey, Ozzy, can you do a personal picture of me like this? Do you do that? I used to. I'm com- com- coming back to it from time to time. So whenever like my link opens, I do take on custom projects that people want. But for the most part, I am just doing like stuff with my art, my brand, and shows and everything for now. What made you, know? you go? What made you go to Comic Cons specifically? Was it like because obviously you're working with in the previous past, you've been working with musical artists, right? Mm-hmm. Like Gucci. What made you say, oh, okay, I want to go start promoting a lot of my stuff to cons? Was it someone suggested to you, or were you already coming to cons previously? Just the market is there. The market's here. The likeliness, an anime fan or anyone that's in the pop culture nerd culture, gaming, the chance of people walking around here and seeing some of my stuff and that growth is just pretty quick and, and instantaneous because there's hundreds of people or thousands of people in real time that will see, learn about me, and if they're really interested, they'll follow. So that's why I come to cons. It's just a great market space, especially if the show's promoted when it, it comes out good and it's, you know, handled pro- properly. It's, it's great. We're almost out of time here. What's really, what's next for you? You know what I'm saying? If we're going to be brutally honest, times are hard right now. What's next right now is trying to keep business alive, keep business afloat, keep my team in position where we're still winning. You know what I mean? Even throughout the hardest times right now that we got in the world in America. Of course. That's just the realest chance I could give you, man. I can't focus on moving forward until I sustain what I got going on right now. So right now, it's sustainability Mm -hmm. right now. This year is all about just keeping things together, keeping the foundation together. And then once I feel like I've gotten to a point where things are more together, not so up and down. And solid. It's, yeah, once it's more solid, then we figure out on the next steps. And that's just some of the real truths as an entrepreneur that not everybody's going to talk about. Everybody right now, whether they want to explain it or not, is going through times where things are hard. So we got to keep it together and then we move forward after. So you can't even make a, a guess as to what what you would do next because you're focused uh, on... I know what I'm going to do next, but I'm not going to focus on it until I got what I got going on first. But what's definitely next for sure is my own IP, my own manga, uh, bringing my studio to life where people could use and rent it out, and just keep growing as just a personality in this art space, man. That's it. I keep it real simple so this way it's not too much to stay away from.
thank you so much for uh, sitting down and talking with us. Yeah, Ozzy, uh, you are our favorite artist, man. I, <laughs> I really appreciate you sitting down with us, giving us a couple minutes of your time. More than uh, a couple minutes, but you know, of course. So where can people follow you? Go ahead and give them the socials or when they can contact you. Anything. Yeah, for sure. Make sure y'all check me out. Ozzy Oz, score D-A underscore V-Y-R-U-S. Ozzy Oz the Virus. Check out my new website, OzzyTheVirus.com. So O-Z-Z-Y. D-A-V-Y-R-U-S.com. I have discount codes for all my products where I'm going to be at for shows, downloadable digital products like emotes and stuff, sticker packs for phones, all type of cool I stuff. I have the credit card skins. Oh, yeah, credit card yeah. skins. Yeah, all the affiliates now. The credit card oh, yes, skin. I do have an affiliate page now, so people who are out here stealing, you can go on my page to find out who's official because if their logo's not on that page, I probably nine or ten times do not work with them. I got a tons of cool stuff on my website that I actually just dropped last week, so make sure I check that out, ozzythevirus.com. Instagram, OzzyOzTheVirus.com, and honestly, once you see those two, you'll see everything from there. All right, well, fantastic. Ozzy, it's been really great, and uh, those of you listening, obviously you can hear his determination and his passion, and really in this industry, that's what it's about. Well, guys, this has been Film Center. My name's Derek Johnson II. I'm Nicholas Killian. And we're here with? Ozzy Oz the Virus, one of the coldest graphic designers out. Yes, and we'll see you next time. See y'all. This has been Film Center on Comic-Con Radio. Check out our previous episodes at filmcenternews.com. Sign up for our newsletter and get the Hollywood trade straight to you. You can follow the show at Film Center News on all major platforms. Tune in next week for a fresh update. Until next time, this has been Film Center.